Welcome to this episode of the Connecting Faith to Life podcast. I'm Trey Rhodes, the Connections Pastor at Northwood Baptist Church here in North Charleston, South Carolina. In just a few moments, our lead pastor, Dr. Tommy Metter, will be joining the conversation as well. In our crazy and chaotic world, our hope is that these few minutes will help you stop and reflect on your relationship with Jesus as you learn to connect Christ-centered faith to your everyday life. A big welcome to everyone to episode 68 of our Connecting Faith to Life podcast. 68, that's amazing. But anyway. That's your age, isn't it, Trey? Yeah, I'm pretty much, well, (laughs) not quite. (laughs) It's going to be here before I know it, anyway. You're getting there. Yes, I am. Closing in. Anyway. I make fun of your age a lot, don't I? It's okay. Are you okay with that? I am I'll probably okay need to stop. I'm just glad to be alive, brother. <laughs> after after what happened to me at 43 years old, I'm just glad to be We're alive. Glad you're li- 43. That, I'll be 43 next year. Yeah, don't worry, don't sweat it. I don't want that to happen to me. <laughs> I did see a meme though. It says, "Welcome to the 40s. By the end of this decade, you will have a, a, a disease or uh, I, situation you're going I to feel deal like with Donald Trump. Right, I feel like Donald Trump right right now. I feel All like right. I'm 20 years younger than what I am. <laughs> okay. Hey, I haven't had the COVID, but I still feel like I'm 20 years. But you, younger but you than have the knowledge and wisdom of someone much, much older. Your age. Yeah, much <laughs> exactly. <laughs> So anyway, with all that, I just want to encourage everybody to make sure that they uh, get the word of the podcast out. Invite someone, uh, Facebook, Twitter, text, whatever it takes to get people listening, get the buzz created and uh, as we talk about the relevant parts of what the Bible means to how we live. Well, we're going to be talking again about worldview and what that means and can it really help us make the decisions of life, you know, what we believe and how we involve ourselves in our culture and in politics and in really everything that we get involved in outside of, of uh, our basic worldview uh, is, is so important, or inside of our basic worldview. Uh, so truth matters. And so we have to ask the question, uh, is my truth real truth? You know, is that, how do we find that out? What's truth for me? Is that really truth for everyone else? And the way we look at truth determines really how we live and how, uh, how, do, and how we lock truth into a biblical worldview. So how can we stay honest to our worldview, Pastor, with this idea of truth in today's world? Yeah, so we're talking about truth today. You know what I don't like, Trey? What's that? Fact checkers. Yeah, they drive me crazy. We've got Logan back with us. Logan, how you doing? <laughs> Good, how are y'all? <laughs> so is he, is he our fact checker? He's our fact saying? checker. Oh, okay. You so. like fact checkers? No. You know, you get on social media, Twitter, you see this article, you want to read it, and says you can't read it because it's not true. <laughs> who are these fact checkers? Checkers. I wonder who they are. I agree. I and, said you don't really know what you're talking about, dude. But anyway, uh, or do that. We we are in we are in the midst of a season of life where there's a lot of fact checkers, mm-hmm. right? And so the question for us is: Can we know the facts? Can we know what's true and can we know what's not true? Because every one of us we want to know truth, right? I mean, when we watch a presidential debate and they have the fact checkers out, well, who's are they right? I mean, who's really telling the truth when we are with our friends and family, just having conversations? Are the people we love, are they being honest with us? And so what is the truth? How do we know truth? And how does truth inform how we live on a daily basis? And so, Logan, you're going to help us think through this, right? We'll try to. And we're going to talk about how truth is so important to our worldview and to our faith. And so, Trey, what are we talking about today? We're talking about eight we, truths, right? Yeah, we're going we're gonna to discuss eight truths about truth. Eight truths about truth. Because it's important how we look at truth. Right. Okay, so Logan, set us up. We're getting to these eight truths about truth. Set us up because there's a difference between 
what we call relative truth. And these might be new terms for you if you're listening today. These might be new concepts. Just bear with us. There's a difference between what we call relative truth and objective truth. You help you help us understand that, Logan? Yeah, so this conversation stems right out of what we talked about last week in terms of worldview, and it's really important. Uh, when we talk about objective or absolute truth, what we mean there is truth that corresponds to reality. Okay. So if I look up and I say the sky is blue, and it is in fact blue, the sky is blue, right? That I've made a, an absolute truth claim or an objective truth claim. I've observed something about the world that corresponds with the way the world really is. Until someone walks up to you and say, no, it's not blue, it's green. Correct. Yeah. And so that would be, the, so someone might come up and say, hey, no, the sky is green. Well, that's a, that's a relative truth. Okay, so what, what happened there was that the truth claim just changed. Mm-hmm. For no other bearing than the, the person might be colorblind. Mm-hmm. They might just want the sky to be green. They might have always been taught that the sky is green. They might have been taught that the color blue is actually green. Mm-hmm. But that does not mean that that truth is objective or absolute. It's, it's relative. It changes. And so when we talk about relative or subjective truth. Mm-hmm. We're talking about truth, and let's do quotation marks there, um, that, that changes. It can change between people. It can change between cultures. Um, and so it's really important that we make this distinction between yeah. objective truth and relative truth. And, or absolute and so truth. we talked last week, we talked about we live in a culture where the predominant worldview is what we call a postmodern worldview. And one of the tenets of postmodernism is that, you know, we get to define truth for ourselves. That will be a relative truth, right? That when we say we're going to define truth, then, then truth then becomes relative. What's true for you may not be true for me. And, and we get to decide over here what truth is, but this group over here might decide truth is completely different. And so, right, so we would say a postmodern worldview would hold to more of relative truths than an objective truth. Correct. And that's the, the very nature of the things you hear today when people say things like, well, this is my truth. Mm-hmm. What they're saying is, is that their idea of, or understanding of truth is different than your idea and understanding of truth. And so we have these clashing worldviews of what truth is. And so it's really important that we think really well about, about this topic. Yeah, because we come to the Christian faith, and the Christian faith says exclusively truth is not relative. It's objective. You can know truth, and ultimately truth is a person, Jesus Christ. Okay, so we got a lot of work to do, right, Trey? we got 20-something minutes here to get through these eight truths about truth. So let's go. All right, number one. Truth is discovered, not invented. Truth is discovered, not invented. What do we mean by that, Logan? So no one at any point in history invented the idea that 2 plus 2 equals 4. You sure about that? I'm positive about that. What happened, right, was that whoever it was, the cavemen, Adam and Eve, Cain and Abel, whoever it might be, (laughs) right, what they did was observe in the world is that when you put two apples and two apples together, you get four apples. You have four apples. That's exactly, that's correct. And so we... We cannot come up with that, right? So you can't say if if the caveman would have concluded that two apples plus two apples equals five apples, that would have been incorrect because that doesn't cohere with reality. Um, And so no one, no mathematician, no scientist, no one invents truth. You think about the scientific method, right? They go through this method to observe what mm. the world is telling mm. us about mm-hmm. itself, and, and it's a discovery that's made. Yeah. Um, no one's coming along and changing the laws of nature or science. These things are fixed. And so when we talk about truth being discovered, it's really important that we, ha- we affirm that it cannot be invented. 
Yeah. Because when truth is able to be invented, you're able to start changing truth. Mm, and that's mm. when truth becomes relative and it's no longer absolute. Yeah, yeah. And so for us as Christians, when we say that truth is discovered, not invented, we discover truth in the Word of God, right? That is our objective source of truth that we've discovered because the Holy Spirit has opened our eyes to see that that truth is Jesus. Truth is God's truth, right, Logan? Yeah, so we, we have, on, from a Christian perspective, there's these two different levels, right? We have, we have truth about God that he's revealed to us through his word. It's the only way that we can know those things, right? But outside of that, there's a lot of things that we can know about the way that God structured and ordered the universe, mm. right? We agree with science. We agree with, with math. We agree with all this stuff to say, yes, this is the way that God created the world, and it's discoverable. Yeah. Right, so we, we do have those two ideas, though, that there's a lot of truth about the world that we can know, but the only truth that we can really know about God is what he reveals to us through his word. That's, that's that special divine. Okay, I have a question then. All right, when we look at the miracles, okay, how does that work into truth? In other words, God says, yes, gravity works, except I made an axe head float. You know, how does that, and the tension of water and displacement and all those things are, are, are deep put one, aside. Right? That was really deep. Thank you. Yeah. yeah so <laughs> the way that I would answer that is that oftentimes when we see miracles, uh-huh. God is acting in nature in a way to cause things to be how they always should be. Mm. Right. So when, when Jesus is walking around in the gospels and he's healing people, he's, he's making things as they should be. Mm. Right. He's causing people to cohere with the reality, the way that he intends it to be. Yeah. Right. So when he's when he's healing people, when he's casting out demons, this is the way that he structured the universe. He's he's intended for the universe to operate, and he's causing it to to line up and to cohere with that. When we say what it should be, what it should be without the effects of sin. Mm-hmm. Right. So that that goes back to what you're saying. That's how we bring the biblical truth into mm-hmm. it. That mm-hmm. this is truth because it happened. Yeah. You know. So we're looking at something that happened. Yeah. That's kind of the idea. I would assume. Right. Yeah. Sure. Right. I mean, I, I would agree with that. Okay. All right, number two, truth is transcultural. It can be conveyed across different cultures, and I think this is the big one. Everybody mm-hmm. thinks that if you go to a different culture, truth totally changes. Right. So let's go back to our, our math example because this is the clearest one for us, right? Mm-hmm. Mathematic principles, they work across all times and all cultures. Mm-hmm. At least we hope they do because that's how our entire <laughs> society functions. Yeah. The whole world functions based on the assumption that 2 plus 2 really does equal 4. Yeah. Right, so 2 plus 2 equals 4 in America. It equals 4 in India. It equals 4 in China. Mm-hmm. That truth is not dependent on culture. It's not dependent on different religious practices, whatever it may be. That is an absolute truth that is transcultural. Um, and we, we, it has to be so, right, or our entire, our, the entire world would fall apart, mm. right? The economy would fall apart. The global, you know, global economy, politics, all these things would just absolutely go into chaos if if truth wasn't really the same across um, mm-hmm. cultures. So so you think about this for, well, why is this important from a Christian perspective? We would all agree, I, I think most of us would agree, that 2 plus 2 equals 4 in all these different places. Mm-hmm. right? But when it comes to something like religion, mm-hmm. right, where here as, as Christians living in the West, living in America, we have a very different understanding of, of God, of reality, of the way the world works, of what he's done in human history, than the Hindu would mm. have in India or the Buddhist would have or a Muslim would have living in the Middle East, right? Um, so one of those truths has to prevail. Mm. 
another thing when we think about truth, truth is necessarily and by its nature exclusive. Right. Mm, okay. Right. And people don't like that. We don't like yeah. excluding yeah. anyone yeah. now, right? But you think about the term two plus two, the statement two plus two equals four. How many other options did we just exclude? Every one of them. Every other option, An right? Infinite number of options, right? Um, so when we talk about the the Christian worldview, the Christian truth, if Christ really is who he says was who he says he was, and he's sitting on the throne right now, and he's sovereign over all of our reality, then that truth dictates all other truths. Yeah. All across the world. All across the world. Not just here in uh, Bible-believing South cultural mindset. All across the world, Jesus is Lord. Mm -hmm. Regardless of what your religious perspective is, Jesus, that's the truth. It's Mm -hmm. transcultural. Yeah. And, I mean, that's that's really the basis of our missions. Yeah. I mean, if we don't don't have objective truth, then all we're doing is being a bunch of do-gooders out there trying to make everybody feel better. And that's that's why the postmodern would say— we don't need to go on mission mm-hmm. because their truth is good for them, right? It's true for them. It's true for just leave them alone. Let them do their thing. As Christians were saying, no, we can't leave them alone. That's right, right? Because the Christ is the ultimate reality, is the ultimate truth. And so they need to know the truth, yep. so they can be set free. Because yeah. knowing the truth sets you free. Interesting. My grandfather uh, told me when I went to the mission field that I shouldn't go, and I said, "Why is that?" He says, "Because if you just leave them alone, you know, nothing's going to change, and they don't need to. They don't need to be changed." You just just leave them alone. Don't go over there. So <laughs> I think my grandfather was probably postmodern in his thinking, mm-hmm. especially in, when it came to missions. Just leave them alone. Let them let them. They'll be fine. They won't go to hell. They won't nothing like that because they don't. You know, they're not affected by it. Type thing. Of course, we said, well, I appreciate that, Granddad, but we're going anyway. But mm-hmm. you know, that's that's kind of the idea, I guess. Um, all right, number three, truth is unchanging. That means it can be conveyed across time. Yeah, so back to our statement, 2 plus 2 equals 4. That was true 1,000 years ago. Mm. That was true 2,000 years ago, 3,000 years ago, right? The same principles of mathematics that our, our kids and students are learning when they're in first and second grade, that these have been true throughout human history. Um, and so now why is that important? So we can think of all kinds of reasons why that would be important for math or the, the economy or science or whatever it may be. Um, but... Right. Why is that important from a Christian perspective in the sense that and Christ was Lord 1,000 years ago? Mm-hmm. He was Lord mm-hmm. 2,000 years ago, mm-hmm. right? That's still true today, and it will be true 1,000 years from now. That's right. Um, and so truth is never going to change as hard as people may try to change it. And, and goodness knows people are trying to change it right now mm-hmm. on all kind of different facets in our society. The reality is, is the absolute truth cannot and will not change no matter how hard you try, no matter how badly you want it to, to fit your agenda, your political preference, ideology, whatever it may be. The reality is the truth will never change. Yeah, Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. It also means the plan of salvation will never change. Mm-hmm. The way you come into a relationship with the God of all creation will always be the same through faith in Jesus Christ. That truth is unchanging. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting to me, We, you know, we're... Uh, we believe that uh, we're Protestants, I guess, in that sense that we said, no, that is not truth. What was being taught in those days was not truth, and we had to come back and insert truth back into mm-hmm. even the religious con- conversation, the religious culture, mm. uh, to say this is truth, yeah. that we are saved by uh, by grace through faith alone, period. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that was a shock to the system of so many people who were works-based. But anyway, okay. Okay, let's get let's jump. we got got lots to do, so... Uh, uh, so it's it has to do with uh, it goes across time it's eternal that idea 
And then uh, number four is beliefs cannot change a truth statement, no matter how sincere one may be. Yeah, this one's pretty easy. Again, two plus two equals four. Now, you can sincerely believe that two plus two equals five. Your belief there doesn't make you right. Okay, Sincerely, so, like I really, really want it to be five. I mean, I'd love for it to be five. doesn't change the fact that it's four. Yeah, and you might actually really believe it. Every time you get asked a question, you might sincerely believe <laughs> that that's the case. Someone who's colorblind may sincerely believe that the sky's green. Yeah. doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Right? The sky's not green just because you're colorblind or whatever it might be. If Pastor Tommy and I go to Chick-fil-A. Right, <laughs> oh, we, boy. Here we, we go. We can sit down. I can sincerely believe that out of the generosity of his heart, he will give me his chicken sandwich. <laughs> it's not true. It's not true, right? <laughs> ain't going to happen. It's not, it's not actually going to happen. So belief, uh, what you may believe about a thing doesn't dictate what truth, what objective and absolute truth actually is. Yeah, so you think about all across this world, there are people that are worshiping false gods. Mm. Very sincerely, doesn't change the fact that they're lost. Doesn't change the fact that their gods are false. No matter how sincerely you hold a belief, it doesn't make it right, right? Truth is truth, right? Regardless of how much you want it to be something else. Jesus is the one that said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. I mean, he, that was exclusive, which we talked about earlier, exclusivity. I am it. It's no one else. Mm. That's kind of the idea um, in my head. That's how I get that across. All right, num- number five, truth is unaffected by the attitude of the one professing. Yeah, so this corresponds pretty closely to the previous one, but in this sense, the attitude, right, just because you're super passionate Mm. about the thing that you believe to be true or you're super angry about the thing you believe to be true or it makes you very sad or you're emotional, whatever that that is, that doesn't matter, Yeah, right? It might make you very angry that 2 plus 2 equals 4, and you might be really (laughs) passionate about changing that. It doesn't matter. (laughs) <laughs> you can stand out in the streets and protest that and be angry and throw rocks at people or whatever it may be. Two plus two is always going to equal four, right? Yeah. And so we think about, and you just mentioned this idea of sincerity. How does this apply to the Christian life or the Christian mission? There are a lot of people on this planet who are very sincere and devoutly devote, or, or devoted mm-hmm. right, to their, to their religious beliefs. Mm-hmm. They're sincere and they're passionate and it, it makes them upset and it makes them cry and it, do, it does all these things, right? As, as Christians, if we really believe that Jesus was who he says he was and he's sitting on, on his throne right now, mm-hmm. right, then those attitudes don't matter. And we have a responsibility despite those attitudes to go in and, and preach and proclaim truth. Yeah, yeah. Help people see what truth really is, yeah. So even if the truth offends you, it doesn't matter. It can offend you all day long that Jesus is Lord. Mm-hmm. He's still Lord. It doesn't change one thing. Yeah. Your attitudes do not affect truth. That's good. Number six, all truths are absolute. Yeah, so this one's vitally important. So we talk about this idea of of absolute truth, of objective truth, and what we mean when we're talking about truth claims is that ultimately they're all absolute Mm. or they're all objective. Okay, you can't have some absolute and some relative. They all, every, every truth claim, if, if it's a real truth claim, it has to cohere to reality. So think of the situation with Fido the dog. I can make the claim that Fido is alive, or I can make the claim that Fido's dead. Both of those statements cannot be true. If Fido is alive, then the statement Fido alive is true. Is alive is true. If Fido is dead, then the statement Fido is dead is true. This doesn't mean that the absolute truth changes. 
Absolute truth has to correspond to reality, right? So both of those statements can't be true. Either the dog is dead or it's alive, and the claim that I make has to cohere with the, with that reality. Mm. Okay, so it it doesn't change on circumstance. It doesn't change because of context. This is the important thing to note that that none of those dictate truth. Mm-hmm. That all truth, if it really is true, is absolute and objective. It mm-hmm. has to cohere to reality, and so. This is as we're having conversations and thinking and talking with our friends who may hold to some relative truths. It's very important for us to say, no, 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 they're all absolute. Mm. And they all have, and, and that's, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a big one to note. Yeah, yeah, good stuff. I was, I was Fido at one point because I had a friend, I was at a Charleston Baptist Association, and I walked down the aisle after all this had happened to me, mm-hmm. and he looked at me and said, I thought you were dead. I said I'm not. So yeah. the objective and that was true. Was you alive. were you were you were alive. Yeah, I'm alive. So anyway, yeah. all right. Uh, moving on. Let's uh, number seven. Truth is knowable. Yeah, and this is really good news. Uh, Amen. Throughout human history, humans have discovered a truly incredible amount of information about the universe and our world and our reality. Uh, you think about, and, and this is important for us as Christians to affirm and uphold and note that tons and tons of people who do not know the Christian God, they don't Mm. know Jesus Christ, have discovered an incredible amount of information about Mm. his universe Mm. and the way that he's ordered the world. Mm. And they've helped us greatly in our own lives and our own faith to think about the reality that God's made. Right. And so this is part of God's common grace is that he's, he's made this truth known and knowable Mm. so that sinful humans can still operate and flourish in this world and ultimately have a, an opportunity to know him through Jesus Christ. Yeah. Um, and so this is where this is where faith and science they're not in conflict with one another. Mm, As Christians, agree. yeah. We uphold I mean right, we believe that the scientific method is good and it really reveals truth to us about the way that God's ordered the world. Yeah, so when we talk about truth is knowable, this is where we get into the conversation about general revelation and specific revelation that God has revealed truth to everyone. Even the scientist can observe God's structure in the world. The scientist doesn't have to be a believer in Jesus mm-hmm. to discover truth. He can walk outside and, and see how nature is ordered and you know, run scientific method and, and know truth. That's general revelation. And then there's specific revelation where God opens our eyes to see Jesus as the Savior of the world who died for us and rose again. That's specific revelation that that God uh, gives those that he calls to himself through faith in Christ. So, man, it's knowable, though. The point is it's knowable. You can know truth. Regardless of who you are, you can know truth. You can know that that God exists by going outside and looking at his creation. You can know God exists as he opens your eyes to the truth of his word, his son, Jesus Christ, right? Mm -hmm. I think uh, when you look at uh, what Psalm 19 says to us, that the heavens declare the glory of God, you know, the idea of looking at this general revelation was to bring us to say mm, yeah. there is there's more than more. just there's creation. There's, there's something, there's a God, and he, he knows uh, I'm knowable as well, yeah. uh, as yeah. well as truth. So, um, Yeah, and just know. so think about this for the person who's listening today. Mm-hmm. Maybe you're not a follower of Jesus, but as you observe the world around you, you know there's truth, mm. and you know there's more 
uh, to life than maybe what you've settled for. And so pursuing truth, discovering, reading, researching, investigating, discover what truth is, discover that ultimately truth is a person, right? This is a good thing that, that God wants us to know truth. He's given us a, a universe to live in that points to him, Psalm 19. Uh, discover that truth. Search for it, right? Oh, amen. Uh, that That's so uh, critical to what we are and what we believe in our truth yeah. and the truth of the Word of God, I think, is so important. All right, number eight, um, and this finishes it up, is that absolute truth is dependent on an absolute source. Yeah, so when we talk about objective truth, uh, and this is where maybe a lot of people in the culture would, would disagree with us, but as Christians, we're certainly going to uphold this, and I think reason and logic demands that we uphold this this reality. Two plus two equals four is true, right? We can observe that in nature. We can observe that in mathematics. But someone or something ordered the world and the universe in such a way where that is a true statement, mm, mm. and it never changes, mm. right? How is it that that the reality, the truth of gravity, never changes? Mm or the, the laws of, of physics, they never change. And, I, of course, someone would agree, disagree with me somewhere on that statement. But right, but the laws of mathematics, how can it be that they're the same all across time? Mm-hmm. Because someone or something has ordered the universe in such a way where, where those truths are consistent. Yeah. Right? So we would say that there's a source mm-hmm. to those truths. Now, people in the culture, right, people that, you know, they don't believe in the Christian God. They might not believe in a God at all. They'll they'll come up or try to have an answer for, well, why could that be? It's very difficult, right, to, to say that it just happens to be that way. Mm. It just happens that the universe mm. has been going on for this extended period of time in the same exact way, and the truth isn't changing. Yeah. How is that the case? As Christians, we're going to say, and, and I think logic, again, logic and reason demand this of us, is that these ideas of truth, they have a source. Mm. Right? We make truth claims about, you know, how does your watch work? Mm-hmm. Well, it works the same all the time because someone designed it to do that. That's right. Right? There's a source to that. And so as, as Christians, we're obviously going to step in and say, hey, God ordered things in this way. Mm. Um, and so all the truth, this is, and this is where we can really, as we get into gospel conversations, the things that you're observing about the world they're pointing you back to a different source, right? Yeah. A, the source of all the truth that you're finding, that's the Christian God. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think as believers, we have a, a really neat opportunity. Again, we do all of this not to just just to be smarter Christians. We want you to be smart. <laughs> we want you to be educated. But we want you to, to be able to engage the culture, engage your neighbors, engage your family, engage your friends with the gospel. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah, and, and, to, and so hopefully these logical tools help you to start seeing some gaps in other people's mm-hmm. logic, not to put them down or to shame them, but to try to point them to truth. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's more of an explanation issue. In yeah. other words, this is why we believe what we believe sort of yeah. thing. It's not just... I'm just this nut that wants to jump, believe that I'm just going to take this blind leap of faith into the dark. It's much more than that, what we believe as Christians. So. Right. And when you think about these things we're talking about, just the, the truths that are knowable and observable, observable by, through nature itself, mm-hmm. then you're talking about logic, these logical conclusions that we come to that there must be a source, there must be some kind of intelligent design that's placed this order and structure into existence. Then all of a sudden it makes things like evolution, Big Bang, whatever, it makes those things very illogical because what are the chances 
that we would evolve into this highly ordered, highly structured universe? What are the chances that, you know, thousands of years ago, billions of years ago, molecules and particles collided and out of that came this. Mm-hmm. I mean, when you stop to think about all the observable truths that you can see that, that are undeniable and intelligent design, a creator who has ordered these things, who is the source of truth makes much more logical sense than anything else. Yeah, I would, I would have to say that to, to simply say out of happenstance, this thing just occurred one day is actually seems to me and maybe it's my Christian worldview, but it just seems more illogical to just say yeah. it just happened. Yeah. Yeah. And we have this ordered structure. You know, I, I, I'm looking at our building right now, and I know someone built this with structure and knowledge and understanding. You know, it, this didn't just, it just happen. Didn't ha- just it didn't happen. just drop out it of just, the sky, you know. Yeah. Um, and I know that um, that makes a difference. It you does. know, that I know that I see an ordered structure. And, and I think when I wake up in the morning, I am so thankful to God that the truth is always the truth. That's right. I have someone who is truth. His name is Jesus Christ, and he never, ever changes. Yeah, just the idea of absolute truth. It gives you somewhere to stand. It Mm. gives you an an anchor for your soul, somewhere to put down roots, knowing this is truth, and it's never going to change. I don't have to be swayed back and forth by the opinions of man or what this culture says is truth or this culture says is truth or this group of people. I can know truth revealed to me uh, from the Word of God, and I can base my life on it and not be moved, especially in these crazy days where there are all kinds of truth claims competing for our attention. I can I can go to the one who is truth and ground my life in him. It's good Amen. to know that there is absolute truth. I'm thankful that truth is absolute. Amen. Well, Logan, thank you for helping us think this thing through. I think this has been great and beneficial to a lot of people out there. And Pastor Tommy, why don't you uh, go ahead and close us out and get us ready for next week? Yeah, we hope this has been helpful for you. And we're going to continue talking about some of these issues in the weeks ahead. So make sure you continue to listen. Go ahead and subscribe to this podcast so you can have new content delivered to your device every single week. Make sure you leave a five-star review. And this week, Let me encourage you to seek out the truth, to know the truth, to ground yourself in the truth of Jesus Christ. And we hope, as always, that this episode has helped you connect faith to life.